Welcome to the Xbox Wrap-Up Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we are going to be talking about all of the stuff that happened this week. It's been a weird week, I'm not going to lie. It's been uh, a week where nothing happened, and then a little bit of stuff happened, and then something really big happened. So we're going to be talking about all of the the, uh, Sonic Origins scandal or news that's been going on with that. We got some release dates for some games, as well as some news about some of the stuff that was coming to Xbox Game Pass. Uh, We also found out a little bit about that power on documentary that happened uh, not too long ago we're going to be talking about playstation and uh, gamescom we're going to be talking about from software as well as fire emblems warriors and of course i feel like this is something that has to go unsaid uh but we're going to be talking about the roe versus wade overturn from the supreme court in the united states of america because a lot of gaming companies and entertainment companies are coming out to show their support for uh people having their their rights not taken away so we're going to be talking about the responses and how it's going to impact uh studios we're going to be covering uh all the stuff that's leaving game pass all the stuff that's coming to game pass in the next month also i want to give a, a little bit of the deals uh, with gold kind of thing going out and we found out this this is a weird one call of duty is now going to make cheaters weapons vanish if they find you cheating so if you if you're cheating you may not be able to have a weapon to be able to kill people with you cheater we're going to be talking about all that and more in this week's episode of the xbox wrap-up if you don't know what this podcast is i am an xbox podcaster but i cover all of the other uh news as far as like playstation nintendo all that each week every friday so sit back relax let's get into it All right, first up, we're going to be talking about the Roe versus Wade reactions from the gaming and entertainment companies. We're going to go to IGN, where Rebecca Valentine put up a really nice post, uh, kind of taking all of the messages from the companies and bringing them all to one. So let's get into this. Um, following this morning's Supreme Court decision to overturn the landmark abortions rights decision, Roe versus Wade, video game and entertainment companies are beginning to speak out against the ruling and in support of rep- reproductive freedoms. Having previously made statements of support when the decision prematurely leaked in May, Bungie had updated its blog post on the subject matter to announce it was implementing a travel reimbursement program for employees and their dependents to access reproductive health care that may not be available in their states. Rebecca goes on to say, previously, Bungie also encouraged its audience to donate to charities, including Urge, uh, which is the Unite for Reproductive and Gender Equality, Religious Coalition for Reproductive Choice, uh, Neural for the Pro-Choice America Foundation, uh, In Our Own Voice, which is another one, and then Trans Lifeline to help support rights to essential health care. Bungie CEO Pete Parsons also tweeted the following with regard to the decision. This is a difficult day for our country. Good people will be hurt by this decision. Bungie will do whatever we can to protect protect our people and ensure they can live happy, healthy lives. Uh, this is not something that is is just by one person. Although I will commend Bungie as being one of the uh, few companies that I've seen kind of at the forefront of uh, hu- most most kind of liberal uh decisions i would say they're they're usually kind of on the uh the left side of a lot of stuff that goes on not that this is actually you know what scratch scratch that they're not on the left side they're typically for humans rights um anything that promotes or protects human rights is probably the best way to put this i don't want to put a a uh kind of governmental or or a political spin on this because that's that's genuinely not what this is about uh this is actually something where i associate 
associate with that because that's what my beliefs are. Um, but that's me projecting. So I apologize for that. I'm not saying that it is a left agenda from Bungie. I'm saying it is a human rights agenda from Bungie. I am the one that is uh, left that is putting my projection on that. So uh, don't go after Bungie for that. And if you don't like this, I sorry, that's my beliefs. Uh, also my podcast. So as we kind of move in, uh, Insomniac Games also says, um, we are human beings who make games. Reproductive freedom and bodily autonomy are human rights. Um, from Insomniac Games, which if you don't know, they do Spider-Man. <laughs> and they're going to be doing Wolverine. So if you like those games and you support that studio, that's their stance on this. Uh, Santa Monica Studios, the, the people that are making God of War, Ragnarok and God of War, uh, they said, um, we believe that bodily autonomy and reproductive freedom are fundamental human human rights. Santa Monica Studios will continue to uphold these values and support our team members in receiving access to care they need. Uh, Naughty Dog also spoke out on this. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Let me get a quick photo of this so I can read it because uh, a lot of these were kind of tweets and images, which are generally the way that they say more without having to worry about a character limit on Twitter. Uh, Naughty Dog says, Naughty Dog believes reproductive freedom and bodily autonomy are basic human rights and essential to the healthcare and well, and yeah, essential to the health and well-being of everyone. We will continue to uphold these value, those values and actively support all our employees in receiving the care they need and want. PlayStation London, which is uh, 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 hiring apparently, um, they put out a statement that says reproductive freedom and bodily autonomy are human rights. Uh, it seems like a lot of them um, over from Sony side of things are kind of grabbing the same thing. Uh, reproductive freedom and bodily autonomy are human rights from Sucker Punch. Uh, we also have Ben Studios. Which, uh, if you're if you're not familiar with Ben, they do Siphon Filter, uh, Resistance, Uncharted, um, Days Gone. Uh, they said reproductive freedoms and bodily autonomy are human rights. If I had to take a guess, I would not be surprised if they all got a quote from PR that said, "This is what you can say if you're going to say anything about this." These are the approved words. And they all decided to do the same thing. They all decided to get an image and they slapped that little uh, PR approved message and they put their logo on it and then they tweeted it out today in support of the people who are fighting to get their, uh, to keep their, their human rights. Um, so Media Molecule, let's take a look at Media Molecule and Gorilla are the two where they took, uh, took, took for this article. Um, same thing for Media Mole Molecule who do uh, Tearaway, they do um, Little Big Planet. Uh, which is where you may actually know from them. Um, let's see. They also, I think they do, oh, what was that one game that came out? Dreams. They also did Dreams, which is actually something I've always wanted. I really hope Dreams comes to PS5 VR too, now that I think about it, because I really wanted to try that one. Uh, Gorilla Games, if you don't know, Horizon Forbidden West and Zero Dawn, uh, as well as Killzone. They also said the reproductive freedom and bodily autonomy are human rights with their logo underneath of it. Very clear that Sony had a, a, a PR message that they were willing to um, put out there. I will say that um, Bungie is probably the most outspoken about this kind of stuff, and uh, especially Pete Parsons. Um, I, I think that Bungie, even though they were purchased outright by Sony, generally has still maintained a lot of its own 
uh, autonomy. Like they, they have full control over what they say and do with their studio, even though they're owned by Sony. Um, it does not feel like they are beholden to whatever Sony's PR states. Uh, other companies like Insomniac, Sony, Sony Santa Monica Studios, uh, Naughty Dog, um, Bend, Sucker Punch, Media Molecule, Gorilla, all of those are first party studios that have been like born and bred into Sony. And as a result, I think that they are all kind of taking the same thing. Um, I'm glad that they're doing this because it sends a good message to their, to their employees. Uh, cynical people out there will say that this is something that this is just a, a, a kind of a cash grab for goodwill amongst uh, gamers. Um, but they do have to stand by that. You know, that's the thing. If you're going to if you're going to talk the talk, you have to walk the walk. So if that is the case, I'm hoping what they're going to be doing is they're actually going to be um, working to make sure that their employees are taken care of how they want to be taken care of and things like that. Uh, some of the things that I did see out there that was kind of cool. Um, I saw a double fine post that was in, in uh, you know, what? I feel like I'm, I'm going to, I don't want to butcher their, uh, butcher their, their, um, their message. So let me see if I can find the double fine message that they put out there. Double find, if you don't know, they do the, um, the Psychonauts games, uh, which is a really great, really great company um just it's a really really awesome studio uh they are saying overturning roe versus wade constitutes a direct assault on people's safety and rights your body is your body we encourage donations to local funds slash organizations that will stand up for these rights um that to me is a way better message than um the, the kind of blanket statement that we've been seeing from uh, uh playstation studios and not to say that playstation studios aren't doing enough uh i think that it's it's one of those things where the, sony made it very clear recently that they are not going to jim ryan had that post basically that they're not going to take sides uh, when it comes to, to these kind of um, issues and that really didn't ring very well that didn't really resonate very well with a lot of the studios who didn't necessarily believe that uh, the, that that should be the case um, and as such it, it feels like this is kind of them going back to what they what they need to look at and think um, which is uh, come out with a, a very clear a very passive statement that does show that they're going to support their their employees, you know, in a way, but not pushing too far uh, till to where it may actually be considered political. Um, this was an interesting one from Ubisoft. Uh, Ubisoft has also tweeted support for reproductive rights and additionally pointed to a longer statement penned by Chief People uh, Officer uh, Annika Grant and VP Global Diversity and Inclusion uh, Rashi Shika. I think is how you say it, on June 15th, that expresses support not only for the reproductive freedoms, but also the LGBTQ uh, IA, which is the actual community. They just did LGBTQ T or TQ uh, plus community uh, amid the potential decision. And um, I'm, I'm going to be honest, it was nice to see kind of them saying like, hey, priority for us is health, safety, and well-being of our teams. Uh, they're going to be continuing to review the benefits packages for their their United States employees uh, and make sure that they have the health care they need, uh, regardless of where you live in, in the U.S. Um, and they're also making sure that they can bring to bear support for the women and uh, LGBTQ plus team members in the U.S. Uh, who may be directly affected. Um, and all of that is kind of like them saying that you know check in on us soon 
because we want to make sure that we're we're doing the right thing for our employees and making sure that we're supporting the diverse nature of our teams, which is really good considering uh, they, they just had their CEO take a huge pay cut as a result of everything that was going on and has been going on at Ubisoft, which has been a whole bunch of really shitty stuff if i'm if i'm being 100 percent honest um let's see there was a was this another tweet that rebecca did an amazing job by the way if you if you guys get a chance uh rebecca valentine over ign fantastic uh a journalist over there um just really absolutely killing it uh let's see this is uh from ubisoft on behalf of eves uh Eves uh, gamo who is the ceo of ubisoft and all of ubisoft's leadership team we want to be clear at ubisoft we believe that women's rights are human rights trans rights are human rights and equal rights for all are essential to creating a world where everyone can be their authentic selves and thrive uh, it goes on to to reiterate that they'll be reviewing the benefits. Okay, that's kind of what I was what I'd read earlier. Um, and then let's see, fellow AAA publisher EA has not issued an express statement against the overturning in keeping with its prior reported internal statements that it was inclusive on all points of view, and thus would not issue a public statement either way. And I, just to kind of speak on this a little more broadly, not to touch on the this in particular, but I got to say, um, June is typically the month where I see a lot of Twitter accounts uh, switch over to the pride flag colors. And while I appreciate that, um, I really like knowing that it's it's something that... It's something that they're doing, but they don't have to, I don't know. I, it's one of those things where I, I wish it was such a common thing that everyone was like, yeah, we get it. We know. All right. We're, we're all in agreement here. It's a, it's a bit, but it's not that yet. We're not there yet. So it's always, it's always kind of a, it's cool to see. I appreciate it. I can't wait till we get past the point where uh, everyone is just so okay with it that it, it's assumed and that it's not something that has to be shouted out. But until then, we still have to shout that out. Uh, human rights are human rights, regardless of what kind of human you're born as uh, or decide to be in your life. So why, why let others dictate that? That's not the case. Um, Niantic put out a statement and uh, I think we'll, we'll go with one more after that, Niantic stands for reproductive rights, and we will continue our employees in accessing safe medical care. We've signed the Don't Ban Equality letter, joining other companies in supporting this issue, or important issues. Uh, and then let's take a look at what Bethesda said, because they're, they're, they're a big one in the industry, especially for... Um, for xbox here so uh, they put out a statement that says we believe the ability to make choices about one's body is and lifestyle is a human right uh not you know it's it's clear it's it's concise again i i don't think it, it feels like it's a pr readied statement um it, it would have been nice to kind of see like oh you know i'm gonna take a, i'm gonna take a quick look let's see let's take a look at todd howard see if todd put out anything uh no not todd holland todd, todd howard God fingers. Some, you know, sometimes I swear, uh, it just does not want me to actually look up what I'm, what I'm looking for here. Also, why is Todd Howard so hard to look up right now? Oh, cause he's not on Twitter. Never mind. Well, <laughs> I guess that makes it a little bit hard for him to uh, tweet out about this. 
uh, given that he's not on uh, on that. I, I'll tell you what, you know what, we'll do, we'll, we'll go back. You know, we I picked on Jim Ryan back when he was talking about his pets. Let's see if Jim Ryan's redeemed himself with any kind of statement um, uh, over in, in Sony land. Uh, so, so Sony, let's see, Jim Ryan. We're going to just see if, um, oh gosh, you know what? Never mind. It doesn't look like, is he on Twitter? Is, is he not on Twitter either? Did he just, did he abandon Twitter as well? It looks like he did. All right. Where's Phil Spencer? What did, what did big daddy Phil say about this? Uh, Phil Theobald, good friend. Nope. Not, not who I wanted to, uh, to check in about. Uh, let's see. Phil retweeted this on the 23rd. This is the 24th, 23rd for that. No, no messages, no messages from Phil either. Interesting. I kind of expected there to be, uh, something a little more coming from Phil, but I guess not. Um, Maybe I know Stein's been tweeting about it. Who Stein is one of the main uh, managers over at Xbox for the the Twitter account. So, um, okay, here we go. So Xbox put out a statement on Twitter. It says, at Xbox, we remain committed to our employees to ensure equal access to healthcare. We will continue to do everything we can under the law to support our employees and enrolled dependents in accessing critical healthcare. Our U.S. health plans cover lawful medical services like abortion and gender-affirming care, and we recently extended our travel benefits to include travel expenses, support assistance, for covered medical services, which if you don't understand what that means, if if you're living in Tennessee or Oklahoma where abortion is uh, now outlawed, uh, they will support your travel expenses through your medical care, um, through your health care to make sure that if you need to go to a different state where it is legal to have an abortion or get anything like that done, uh, they the, the that will be covered under the expenses of that. And I uh, shout out to Rebecca again, uh, this article was fantastic because um, there were a lot of companies in the entertainment industry that actually responded with very, very similar things like uh, Meta, Sony, uh, Condé Nast, um, all, all offering similar things uh, for travel reimbursement um, that, uh, they will make sure that, uh, and even Disney, Disney has expressed its commitment to employees to provide access to family and reproductive care, no matter where they live. Um, a lot of the the main uh, uh, guilds in Hollywood, as far as like the unions go, like the the Director Guild for America, um, uh, SAG-AFTRA, uh, the Writers Guild of America, IATSE, the Actors Equality, have all issued statements to their members, offering support for reproductive freedoms to their members, while also demanding legislation act to codify the rights of abortion. Um, this is one of those things where this is very much like with uh, equality and, and um, uh, uh, Black Lives Matter movements, things like that. Um, Pride Month, these are human rights that should be awarded to everyone, regardless of where you live. In America, this seems to be in question. I don't know why. It seems very weird. I don't agree with it. I think everyone should just be able to have the rights that they want to have when it comes to being able to do what they want with their body. It's their body, not your body. It's their body. If they want to do something to their body, they should do so in a way that uh, if it requires medical expertise so they don't die, then let them have that medical expertise. That's just my personal opinion. If you don't like it, feel free to turn off the podcast now because I'm going to be talking about this for the rest of my life. Anyway, 
that was something that was nice to see with the gaming companies um, that they are going to be supporting their employees and that they're going to be uh, publicly held accountable for this while also gaining some good PR credit with uh, gamers who are falling in line with that. Many, many people on Twitter were um, were voicing their opinions about why is this an issue? Why should it matter? Things like that. Uh, I think Stein put a great um, tweet out today that really kind of like summarized it for me which <laughs> which which I thought was just hilarious the tweet is very simple it has an emoji of the clown face and then it has quotes stick to games and then underneath of it he responds and says no not when established human rights are being stripped away from the women who make those games I have if you have a voice use it for good if you have a platform use it for good and if you have power use it for good um I agree with that. And that's kind of why I don't mind jumping into these uh, when it becomes something that is is both tied to games, but also something that I feel passionate about as well, too. Um, I know friends who are getting vasectomies done, guys that are getting vasectomies done because of this. Um, I thankfully don't have to really worry about that. But if I needed to, I would 100% do it if it meant making my life and my wife's life easier because that is something that if, if healthcare is going to support that, then 100%, I will get, I will, I will take advantage of my healthcare to do that. Um, but when it comes to stick to games, uh, that statement is, is great in a vacuum. Um, when there's, when there's stuff going on around the world and you just need a break, I 100% understand taking a break when you just want to hear about games. Um, if that is something that you, you have a hard time getting away from, then it is an active choice that you don't want to engage with something that may affect you in the future, which is your right. You can close yourself off to that. That is 100% your choice. You consume the content you want to consume, but I want you to care about you. I want you to care about your family, your friends, your loved ones, the ones that may be impacted by stuff like this. And if you don't keep up with it, if you don't keep up with that kind of information, that's when misinformation can seep in and that would, that's what actually damages people. Misinformation, lack of resources to be able to focus on this stuff. That's why I go to bigger sites like IGN to be able to read from this kind of stuff because they are true journalists. I'm just a fan of gaming. I'm not a journalist in any way. I'm just reporting what I find. I like to go to sources that I trust, which is why I, I kind of lean on uh, Rebecca Valentine's story here because, um, and if you guys, I'll, I'll go ahead and put a link to, the, I, know, I haven't been putting links in the show notes lately. I've been lazy about it, but this one I'm going to put a link into the show note because uh, I do think that that Rebecca does deserve the click for this one so and the click matters the click really does matter even if you don't read the article clicking on that link letting that site load shows traffic shows um, uh, importance on that that web page and tells the people who control IGN that this kind of information is important so it, it may not seem like much if this is something that matters to you but it is something that will still help help uh, Rebecca do reporting like this in the future when it does actually pertain to games and you can justify talking about um, um, human rights issues in a gaming podcast because it's the people that make games it's the people that play games
games. It's not just you play a game and the world around you disappears and you don't have to worry about anything. At some point, you come back to reality and realize that there's something that uh, you have to pay attention to. Even if you're going to be passive about this, you should still you should still know about this. It's kind of like watching John Oliver. You're going to learn something at some point. Um, also, otters are really adorable. Have you guys watched otters recently? And I found out that moms apparently blow bubbles into the babies first so that they can float. Super cute. Let's go into the next story. You mind telling me what you're doing on that ship? Sir, finishing this fight. Boy, I, I didn't really think about it until I jumped into, uh, into the next story and then looked at what, what, what I had down the line. But this might be a bit of a bummer of an episode. Uh, not going to lie. I, I thought about going back to do the extended uh, Xbox Bethesda showcase. After watching the showcase, it really didn't offer a whole lot of new news. Um, outside of Valheim coming to Game Pass and console soon, uh, the Xbox Bethesda showcase was cute, but it really didn't explain a whole lot more about stuff that we don't already know or, or it wasn't covered in the previous episode with the Xbox Bethesda showcase. Um, so as I'm kind of looking at the stories now, I've got this one that says PlayStation is going to skip Gamescom 2022. Um, and if you don't know, Gamescom 2022 is a, a massive, an absolutely massive gaming convention that happens over in Cologne, Germany. Uh, and it's been going on for years. It's still one of the largest uh, conventions for video games. And expected is most of the big players, most of the big console manufacturers and uh, publishers out there typically go to Gamescom because it's it's just it's it's one of those things man if you want to showcase your games if you want to give gamers something to look forward to if you want to or market your games gamescom is a great place to do it because there's thousands hundreds of thousands of uh gamers that that traverse those halls every single year um and it's it's one of the most attended ones and unfortunately it's been moving to a streaming based thing ever since covid effectively um and this was intended to be the the return to grandiose you know this is the one where it was going to go back to a partially physical show uh but it seems like some of the biggest companies are choosing to to skip out on this uh nintendo is not going to be there um take two isn't going to be there activision blizzards already kind of announced that they aren't going to be taking part of that i'm, I'm not too surprised to be perfectly honest i think that's fine for activision blizzard they're they're marketing stuff on their own they've already got out a lot of the big news thanks to the xbox with us to showcase um i don't think that they need to to risk going there and we found out that uh, Sony is now the newest company in the list of companies that will uh, be refraining from making a an appearance at Gamescom. Um, and it, it, at this point, you know, it still feels like it's still kind of questionable. Like, do you do you have a physical event in 2022? We're we're still not past COVID. Uh, most folks have gotten their vaccine or at least have gotten it and survived, hopefully, to where they have some antibodies to make sure that they're a little bit safer. Um, you know, knock on wood, I, I haven't gotten it yet. Um, so but I'm also vaccinated and boosted. So uh, I'm trying to do what I can to prep my body for the sake that that if I do get it, it doesn't destroy my immune system. Um but this is something that normally goes on in August, uh, at the end of August. And one of the problems here is, is that Sony still has a lot on their plate for 2022 that they haven't really gone into. Um, we found out that, 
you know, God of War Ragnarok is still expected to launch this year. They had some really good shows for Street Fighter VI. Uh, we still have a lot of uh, uh, things to look forward to with Final Fantasy XVI, as well as um, the possible being able to play uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake at, uh, at, at Gamescom. There's a lot that is expected to come out this year that we just don't have a venue to be able to see and unfortunately kind of like with the last couple of years a lot of these games are coming down to uh waiting for reviews when they come out which honestly a hundred percent fair uh you should never pay you should realistically you should never pre-order games um especially given how hard it's been to make video games in the last couple of years with people uh trying to figure out how work from home goes uh losing a lot of time and and uh kind of cohesive nature that you get when you are working at a studio um Games are not coming out nearly as polished as they used to. Uh, I never recommend uh, pre-ordering games. Um, there's only been a few games in the last probably three years that I've actually pre-ordered. Uh, I will say that Destiny 2 The Witch Queen was uh, one that I did pre-order. And the reason for that is because it's just it was a it was a given. I was going to jump into that regardless if it was good or bad. Um, so if you know you're going to do that, then that's a that's a much different thing. But also it's a it's a known quantity like you kind of know what you're getting with destiny 2 when it comes to street fighter 6 uh with final fantasy 16 god of war ragnarok uh, a lot of these games there's we don't necessarily know for sure how they're going to turn out they they're still kind of a question in the air and if you don't believe me just look at cyberpunk 2077 a game that was heralded as the game of the year before it ever came out uh it was going to be the game that 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 set the new precedent for how games were going to be perceived it was the next breath of the wild and then it just absolutely bombed they they rushed it uh they crunched really hard they delayed as much as they possibly could uh and then when it came out all they did was say sorry 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 and everyone hated it. And it was a really good game. It was a really good game. They did a really good job with the story for the main characters. I really love the world. I think the city is still one of the best cities I've ever played in. It felt so unique that I never, I never ever got used to uh, where I was because it felt like an actual city. I, I can't drive around my own city uh, without getting lost. But this one felt very similar. Like I just, it was so big and everything was so unique, but still similar that I was like, I kind of remember the street corner, but I don't I don't have a good idea of where I'm at. Um, but yeah, anyway, getting back to this, never pre-order if you if you don't know what you're getting into. If you know what you're getting into, that's a kind of a different story. But it's still like I don't recommend giving companies money for something that you they haven't given. They haven't. <laughs> they haven't finished it yet um it's kind of like buying a car without knowing how they're actually going to finish the car like you don't actually know if you're actually going to get a car with all four wheels you think there's a car that's coming with four wheels there's a pretty good possibility based on the track record of the car maker that they will put four wheels on it but there's a good chance you might get like three wheels and like a promissory note that a third wheel or a fourth wheels coming down in line and you might not it, Halo Infinite. Let's let's be honest here. Look at Halo Infinite. Co-op co is is still uh, something that they that they that they're trying to get out the door. It's going to be we're closing in on like a, six or seven months uh, since launch. We're closing in on like a year that this game's um, going to be out. 
and we we still don't have all of the features that they promised us very akin to cyberpunk and halo infinite took a year to to really like i can't even imagine if halo infinite was supposed to come out the same time as cyberpunk how that was going to look because they took a year <laughs> they missed the launch of the xbox console um before they finally came out and multiplayer is great aside from the latency issues it's fun if you're casual if you're hardcore bleh, sorry but you know you're not going to have a good time there but uh with with this it's a bummer that gamescom is happening that realistically um it's good of them to kind of test the waters because gamescom is one of those ones like ea is out of the out of the the whole they say they're going to come back next year and they're going to have a physical event uh i don't believe that they blamed omnicron for their reason for for not doing a, an in-person show this year or a streaming show this year i i feel like they canceled because they had too many big companies they couldn't lock in because obviously xbox bethesda is going to be doing their own thing uh jeff Keeley scooped up most of the other companies no one can actually no one actually knows what the phone number to nintendo is anymore so they can actually call nintendo to find out like um you know it, what they're doing and stuff so realistically we we all just kind of watch nintendo and hope that they can hear us but they don't actually check social media they don't have a phone number there's not you know shigeru miyamoto does not have a cell phone so realistically we're just kind of waiting for whenever nintendo says something and then we'll kind of react off of that which speaking of um fire emblem three houses or no three hopes not three houses uh turns uh the three houses hero into a villain apparently uh i didn't know this was happening but apparently the 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 game that just came out uh fire emblem warriors three hopes which is the muso game uh spin-off of three houses uh came out and it looks like let's see it looks like it's going to be okay um i don't remember seeing anything where people were like oh yeah this is the most amazing game ever um, I think it's just going to be one of them. Eh, it's it's a game. If you like Musou games, if you like Fire Emblem Three Houses, uh, you will probably enjoy this. But um, I, I I think it's one of those things where Musou games are going to be one of those situations where you have to be like a fan of that. Like if you're a fan of uh, Hyrule Warriors, you're you're probably going to be fine with Fire Emblem because that's basically what you're getting other than other than that you're getting mario strikers and that's that's it for nintendo i apologize nintendo fans i, I got no clue for you oh, the sonic origins is out there too that's a whole nother bag of of worms actually should we get into that we're gonna get into that gamescom is gonna happen in august we'll cover it more when it comes out Sonic Origins developer are very unhappy about the remastered game's current state this is an article that comes from uh Jenny Zeng uh over at GameSpot and uh, the, the article here says that one of the Sonic Origins developers expressed frustration with Sega, alleging that Sega, quote, made major modifications to the build, uh, end quote, um, and then uh, submitted results in or in, in that the the results of that result or the, the submissions that they changed. Oh, I'm butchering this. What am I trying to say here? Um, Simon Thomley uh, from Headcanon took to Twitter to communicate the devs unhappiness with the game's final version. Uh, Thomley said that they acknowledged the build given to Sega wasn't perfect, but stated, quote, what is in origins is also not what we turned in End quote. Um, and there was a huge thread about this, too uh and and oh God, let me see if i can read some of this stuff just to kind of give you guys an idea about what was going on because it's nuts i haven't played sonic origins but holy cow this is nuts um he he says basically 
this is frustrating. I won't lie and say that there weren't issues with what we gave say, gave to Sega, but what is in Origins is also not what we turned in. Integration introduced some wild bugs that conventional logic would have one believe we are uh, responsibility. It were our responsibility. A lot of them aren't. Uh, regarding Origins, we were outsiders creating a separate project that was then wrangled into something entirely different. We knew going in that there would be a major, major time crunch, and we worked ourselves into the ground to meet it just so this would even be made and released. Again, I, t I can take responsibility for my and my team's mistakes, and there were some, some actual mistakes, some overlooking, some rush jobs, some stuff we noticed but weren't allowed to correct near the end. It absolutely, it, it's absolutely not perfect, and some of it is from us. It's complicated. I'm extremely proud of my team for their performance under such pressure, but every, once, uh, every one of us is very unhappy about the state of Origins and even the Sonic 3 component. We weren't too thrilled about its pre-submission state either, but a lot was beyond our control. We asked to do major fixes near submission, but weren't allowed due to submission and approval rules. We asked about delays early and repeatedly, but we were told they weren't possible. We offered to come back to uh, come back for post-release fixes and updates. We do not yet know if this is happening. We want these problems to be addressed. We provided a ton of feedback during and after development for both Origins and its Sonic 3 integration. We've done a good chunk of work after our work term was over to fix things, support Sega, and to prepare for future updates. I've apologized for not addressing anything like this sooner, but you must understand many things of this sort are considered quote-unquote unprofessional and can hurt our relationship with Sega, meaning no Origins updates and no further 2D Pixel Sonic games from us. Why am I talking about it now then? Well, there's just too much scrutiny over things that both are and aren't not related to us. And I don't want to sit in back, sit in back in silence while people are asking why and how things happen to produce to a product they put so much hope and money into. I hear you. Headcanon hears you, which is the studio, by the way. Uh, we wanted this to be right then and now. There's so much that you'll never know or understand within the realm of this kind of work. But know and understand this. We try our best to our own detriment. And we care about our work and about Sonic. Um, he goes on to say, there seems to be a lot of confusion about this. I did not say that there was another build from us that they didn't use. What I'm trying to say was that they made major modifications to the build we did submit. Some origins related, some not. It affected some of our work. Um, and this is a really interesting thing because this is something that is not really talked about. It is a taboo talk topic in uh, the industry. You don't badmouth the studio that's publishing your game because you you run the risk of hurting the relationships. He even talked about this, which the fact that he's even talking about this speaks so broadly to how bad it is in the game industry to talk about how uh, game publishers are asking studios to crunch. They're asking studios unrealistic. Un, to have unrealistic goals about what can be done 
and that they're not willing to budge for the sake of marketing because it's such a big thing that's moving. It's it's a big ship. You can't turn it that fast. And if you do, you take a lot of heat for it. Um, and as a result, you don't always have the final say in the product that you submit when it goes to publishing. Um, there were a lot of issues with other games that I would talk about that I have friends that have worked on that are not happy with the build because it was not in their control and their game got slammed for it because it was not up to them it was not them publishing it the publishers had more rights over what happened than what they worked on i think it's a real bummer and this is why when i hear about games like starfield and redfall getting delayed i'm totally fine with it when i hear about breath of the wild getting delayed i'm bummed but i'm totally worth it or with it uh, i hear about season seven for sea of thieves uh, get delayed but you know what if it means a better product if it means less crunch on the team and it means that uh, we have a better scope and idea of what's coming I'm totally fine with it. One of the best things that studios can start doing is start lifting the veil of what's being said uh, or not said in the games industry. Having more of a connection with your with your actual community to explain what's going on and actually tell them, hey, things are not going well right now. It's a lot harder than you can imagine. And we're working really hard to try and make sure that it does well for you. We want you to understand that this has got to be something that we're really happy with before we make you guys, or before we give it to you guys to do this. Um, one of the things that I do like about Blizzard is, is that they they offer betas uh, and they offer the ability to stream betas. Um, I got into the World of Warcraft uh, Wrath of the Lich King beta last night. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully being able to try out Diablo 4 uh, beta when that comes out. Um, and last night I spent about three hours. I was streaming it and I found about a half a dozen bugs uh, in the Death Knight zone. And I got to report those. And having people being able to do that, being able to see the bugs, being able to showcase those bugs is not a, a comment or, or a, uh, a statement on the actual developers. It is a statement and responsibility to help a game if it's something that you're passionate about. I'm not saying that you should be working for working as free QA for studios. Um, a lot of people have that idea that, that, you know, if you're, if you're beta testing a game, then you're basically QAing for free. And while that is not untrue, uh, if you want the game to be good and they're asking for help to look for things that they can't see given the, the scope of their team or the, the, the restrictions on the hardware that they have access to, then do it. Because if you, if you have a problem on the game, and it's on your hardware, and you report that bug, and that bug gets fixed, what does that mean? It means that the experience you have with that game on your hardware is going to be better. So why wouldn't you, if you have the time, try to make the game a better place or a better in a better state by trying to showcase uh, or, or spotlight or give feedback about the bugs that you see in the game before it actually gets launched? Because you are not the only one that that has uh, that has the desire to, for it to be a good game. And you're not the only person with your own hardware. You could be he helping so many more people with the one bug that you catch that just happened to be tied to the hardware that you're using or the, the way that you play. And because of that, you could be saving a lot of people a lot of heartache uh, because of a bug that that got reported by you in the future. Now, yeah, you're you're doing QA for for the company, and they they have a responsibility to respect your time and your your uh, efforts by addressing that feedback. 
So try to be respectful about that as well, too. Um, but with Sonic Origins, it just came out. It, it's a collection that tries to really do right by Sonic by releasing all of the Sonic games that you can you can get. And I and I do hope that they have the opportunity to go back and to try and fix a lot of the bugs that they had that they knew about. Otherwise, people are going to have a, an up-to-date version. And there is a classics collection of Sonic as well, too. It is available out there. And it's, it's a pretty good emulation as far as I've heard uh, from other people about it. But Sonic Origins is one of those things where this has been mired in really weird pre-order bonuses and restrictions on characters and uh, coins and stuff that you're supposed to, supposed to get. And this this is not the Sega that I want. Uh, this is not the Sega that I want handling Sonic because they're they are not making games because they love games. They're making games that are being predatory on the nostalgia of a character that really saved their ass back in the 90s. Uh, and as a result of that, they have continued to gaslight and and uh, uh, hurt the Sonic community by not revering the character the way that it is revered with like God of War or Nathan Drake or Master Chief. I'm not getting into that. Uh, or Mario and try and and do something right by that that character for the fans because they are the ones that are supporting this not sega sega is just putting the content out there and sega fans will will constantly do something to try and make it better for themselves and I, i'm i'm going on long about this and and i still have a lot more that i want to get to so let's let's put a pin in this because I'm i'm just rambling at this point all right, so some of the other stuff that uh, we found out this week that I figured I'd jump into pretty quickly is uh, we found out from Todd Howard that uh, Starfield is the the next game, but then after that, they're going to be doing uh, the next Elder Scrolls game, um, which I can't remember if they said where that was actually going to be set, but um, I'm sure we'll probably find out at some point. Elder Scrolls 6 is next. And then after that, he says that he wants to go back and do Fallout 5, uh, which means that if we're getting Starfield in 2023, um, chances are that Elder Scrolls 6 is probably going to take somewhere in the neighborhood of five to six years on average, uh, which would put that at about 2028, which means that Fallout 5 most likely probably won't be for the next 10 years. So we will probably, unless they, unless they put it out to a different studio, there's a good chance we won't see another mainline Fallout series uh, game in the franchise until about 2030, 2034 at, at the best. Um, and that's, it's pretty concerning for Fallout fans. Um, plenty of time for, for people to decide like, you know, if they, if they're interested in that, or if there's going to be a situation where like Callisto, Proto Callisto Protocol is essentially a dead space game. Um, and because the original game guys moved away from that studio, they went to make something that was going to be dead space, uh, but just their own, their, their own kind of vision for that because they couldn't make dead space uh, where they were. I would not be surprised if a group much like Obsidian branches off from Bethesda to make Fallout uh, Fallout 5 uh, and finds themselves in a brand new studio making a brand new game that has its own story that is very similar to Fallout, uh, but not necessarily it. Uh, if you don't believe me, take a look at Outer Worlds and then compare that to uh, what most Bethesda games are like and what Starfield is looking to achieve. You'll find that there's a lot of 
of uh, crossover between the space uh, fantasy kind of uh, sci-fi RPG that Outer Worlds is and, and what uh, Todd Howard is planning to do with Starfield. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see where this goes, but it's a bummer um, for Fallout fans who are looking for a title sooner rather than later, but at least they know that it's a thing that they want to actually have made. Uh, on top of that, we found out that um, the uh, Elden Ring director uh, from From Software, uh, Hidedaki uh, Miyazaki, is is revealed that the next game that their studio is working on is in the final stages of development and that they are planning to uh, have more news in the future um, about that, that they haven't given us an idea of what that is. Uh, given the success of Elden Ring, I'm hoping that a lot of people are looking forward to this. You probably won't see anything that is too drastic as far as changes go because of the overlap in gameplay uh, in style. I would, I would imagine that it will probably take place in a different setting with different characters and different story, obviously. Uh, but they've probably been working on Elden Ring so long. Uh, this was something that probably got kicked up shortly after Elden Ring moved into its full production with uh, some some kind of um, kind of concept art and stuff like that for this new title. Uh, but really glad to see that, that that from software fans have more and more content coming uh, and, and they're able to stagger the development of different games at the same time. Um, as far as other stuff that we found out, let's see, Plague Tale Requiem is getting a release on Game Pass. Uh, that's going out on October 18th. We found out thanks to Xbox Wire. Um, and if you're looking for something to play right now, uh, Naraka has uh, just hit Game Pass. And that's that um, kind of uh, rock, paper systems, uh, rock, paper, scissors uh, system of, of Battle Royale with kind of mythical uh, ninjas and samurai. Um, what were some of the other? I can't remember some of the other ones, but it's the, the Battle Royale that uh, is coming over from the east and should be should be interesting to see i haven't heard any of my friends uh kind of talking about that since it's out um that just hit on the 23rd uh and actually while we're at it uh some of the stuff that we did find out that is coming to game pass we got some good dates here so uh july 1st Far Cry 5 is coming back to the Game Pass. Uh, July 7th, the day after my birthday, is Matchpoint, a tennis game. So if you're interested in that, um, maybe you're a fan of Mario Tennis. Hard to say. Uh, July 19th, As Dusk Falls. Uh, this is that kind of interesting, unique narrative game where you can make choices with your friends to decide how the, the story uh, plays out. It's got that weird kind of motion graphic uh, design that, that seems really unique, uh, like animatic almost. Um, and then August 4th is going to be Turbo Golf Racing. And then August 9th is going to be Two Points Campus. Um, some dates that you or date that you might want to keep an eye out for uh, is Jul June 30th. Um, June 30th, we have a bunch of games that are actually going to be leaving Game Pass, including FIFA 2020, uh, Jurassic World Evolution, the original uh, Jurassic World Park Builder. The second one has just recently come to Game Pass. So uh, if you've been playing Jurassic World Evolution or you're afraid that you're going to miss out on that, there's a relatively better version uh, available on Game Pass still for a while. Uh, MotoGP 20 is leaving as well as Last Stop. So those are some of the things to kind of keep an eye out if you're planning in it. I, I am probably going to jump back into, um, oh gosh, what's it called? Far Cry 5. I've been playing Far Cry 6 recently and that's been really fun. Uh, but I, I did get to try out Far Cry 5 before it left Game Pass. 
Actually, no. Now that I think about it, I don't think it was on Game Pass. I think it was a free-to-play weekend that I tried it out on. But regardless, I, I spent a few hours in there and had some fun. It was a very interesting game from just the, the small introductory bit that I got to jump into. Uh, but after playing Far Cry 6, I'd be interested to see how the American uh, perspective of a Far Cry game pans out um i really love the setting for far cry 6 i think the antagonist is a, a, a little flat uh based on the script that they gave him because it's just it's a one note character it's a dictator you know he's he's gaslighting you half the time but the world is actually really beautiful um the biggest issue that i have right now is just the uh ammo types that they have having different types of ammo for different types of enemies is kind of blasé if i'm being perfectly honest I, I don't really like that i think it would be easier just to have different weapons with different styles and be able to go in there regardless of having to try and build in this system that doesn't need to be there um and then one of the interesting things that we did find out is that the the power on uh documentary that was basically the six-part series uh that kind of showcased the last 20 years of xbox the behind the scenes journey of going from prototype of the original console all the way up until uh, the Xbox One uh, leading into the Xbox Series uh, consoles. And apparently that actually won a Daytime Emmy Award. Um, let's go over to the uh, Will Tuttle's article over on Xbox Wire. Um, they said that they are incredibly grateful to share the power on the story of Xbox has recently received multiple entertainment industry awards, including the winner of a Daytime Emmy Award for Outstanding Single Camera Editing and a nominee for Outstanding Arts and Pop Culture Program. Uh, they are the winner of the People's Voice Webby Award for documentary uh, as well as uh, 16 telly awards with it, which if I take a look at the telly awards I'm not sure what these actually are what is the telly awards oh they got a whole video never mind I, I, I was hoping they were going to have a little blurb basically kind of showcasing like what the tellies uh, are um, but if you haven't had a chance to watch this uh, fear not all six episodes of the power on story of xbox are now available to watch on for free on tubi uh, they will be coming to vizio watch free plus on july 1st uh, and you can also watch these um, on uh, the roku channel uh, freebie youtube redbox microsoft movies and tv uh, as well as a, a multitude of other things i i if you're obviously if you're xbox i would recommend hopping onto your xbox going to the store and checking out the movies and tv section it should be free to download and it's it's such a good it's such a good testament to preserving the history of uh, a franchise something that i really wish um nintendo were were better at doing uh nintendo for whatever reason have always been very secretive very cagey about their history they've never really wanted to try and preserve that or showcase it at all and it, that does kind of speak to the humble nature of Nintendo. They are a very old company for for in this case. Uh, but there is so much information, so many stories that I feel like could be told um, and, and just kind of try and humanize the company a little bit better uh, to kind of showcase some of the things that, that we love to see about the people that are making the games that we love. Uh, and unfortunately, they, they still kind of stand behind this mindset that um, they want the games to speak for themselves. And I and I do I do understand that perspective. I just like to know the humans that are making the games uh, that I enjoy. So 
this was a really good one. I would definitely recommend going to uh, check this out, especially if you have uh, an opportunity to jump in. Having it being in six parts is actually a lot more consumable. I, th I think I consumed like maybe one or two episodes at a time uh, before going into that. And then I think the last episode or the last uh, article I want to jump into is uh, dealing with Call of Duty. Call of Duty has always been kind of the uh, top tier, the, the biggest mainstream game next to like League of Legends or um, World of Warcraft. You you know everyone halo uh everyone's going to have kind of their own idea of what the uh, biggest game franchise is in this case it's obviously going to be fortnite and probably um i can't even think of what the what a good mobile game would be clash of clans i guess maybe um or, or candy crush uh those you know there's always the big dog out there that is kind of like the the uh thing to look at as like this is what is the most popular in the zeitgeist of the general populace um but with that comes a lot of people who just want to uh, cheat honestly in in any game um it doesn't matter what game it is whether it be uh you know the high score uh, world record for donkey kong or if it's uh just wall hackers and aimbots in call of duty but thanks to um, the, per, the 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 people that are working over at Ricochet, which are the developers of the anti-cheat uh, kernel level system that runs for Call of Duty, uh, they put out a blog post, which was really hilarious. And as I was kind of reading through it, a lot of it made my eyes kind of glaze over. Uh, but essentially, they kind of showcased some of the things that they're planning on doing to actually kind of mitigate a lot of the... Um, things that that go on with actual cheating like for example aimbots and one of the things that they've done is that if uh if the game recognizes that someone is shooting you and they're using an aimbot uh, the game will actually put a damage shield on you so right now uh, cheaters are using in-game weapons to eliminate legitimate players quickly and effortlessly uh, by by mitigating like the actual armor and, and getting straight to your health uh, so that you you take uh, more damage quickly and it just completely bypasses the armor uh, the response to this was enhanced player protections by still registering some damage to proc the visual cues so affected players can identify where those shots are coming from and then take care of business themselves and essentially Essentially what this does is instead of um instead of taking like the full brunt of the damage that you're taking you're actually a lot of that damage is still getting mitigated uh to the point where um the little gif that they have like on the on the website shows uh being shot at with two full clips of an ar and not dying <laughs> and the person being able to shoot them and kill them with uh less than one clip and just kind of, you know, slow clapping after that, basically saying like, you know, it's it's nice that you're cheating, but you're not going to be able to kill me the way you want to be able to kill me. Um, one of the other things that they've got is uh, cheaters can see all players in the world, including uh, through geometry, uh, providing an unfair uh, information to win battles. And they're able to kind of do this by cloaking uh, so that you can't actually see the, the enemy player. They can see you and, of course, everything around, uh, but you can't see where they're at. And the protection... Uh, uh, the, the response to this is uh, protecting the player by hiding them from cheaters point of view, making it impossible for cheaters to track them regardless of proximity. So I actually had this a little bit twisted when I originally read this. So it's not that the cheater is disappearing. It's that the person who is uh, is, is basically having the wall hacks um, 
will not be able to see the person that they're hitting. So effectively, they're <laughs> they're turning the person invisible from not only wall hacks from but from being able to see like everything, which is hilarious. Uh, the next one is disarm, which I thought was great. Um, cheaters have uh, any level of lethality is the problem. Uh, and the little blurb that they put about this is that. Uh, today we're sharing another mitigation technique from our toolbox called disarm uh, like the name implies when cheaters are detected we simply take away their weapons uh, from them including fists uh, we don't expect many clips of this to find their way online but we have seen it in action and the reactions from cheaters is always priceless uh, so effectively what's going on here is, is is if you're cheating and they recognize that they will just take away your weapons like they're not even it's not even going to be to the point where you can do anything it's just going to not have any kind of weapons at that point so i think this is great it's nice to see when they when they get cheeky with the anti-cheat you know it's one thing just to ban the the person's account because they'll they'll just have another account uh it's another thing to kind of ban the ip but then they'll just use a vpn uh, but if they can recognize that you are bypassing the anti-cheat software and cheating in game some of the things that really just kind of frustrate people from being able to have fun as a cheater uh, are, are hilarious to me, and I just really love that. All right, well, the last thing that I wanted to kind of tell you guys about was Fall Guys. Uh, Fall Guys is now available for free on all consoles. Um, you can download this now on Xbox, PlayStation, uh, PC through the Epic Game Store for now, and then Nintendo Switch, obviously. Um, and I wanted to kind of just showcase the the fact that um, the the guys over at Fall Guys, or the, the team over at Fall Guys, uh, went and did a really beautiful tribute to Halo 3 three um with the diorama where uh the 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 believe trailer which was uh one of the trailers that they used for promotional stuff back for halo 3 showed kind of uh the the grit and the 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 terror and horror that is war uh through a diorama where they showcased a lot of little soldiers um and brutes and aliens and elites and stuff and they just kind of showed like this big landscape in in small little sections uh, as it panned around to different creatures and, and, and humans, you know, in the midst of battle. Um, and, and all of this kind of culminating with a brute holding up a Master Chief in uh, his weapon while uh, Master Chief obviously is holding a thermal grenade or a plasma grenade in his hand. It looks up and it just says, believe. Uh, the Fall Guys trailer for this is hilarious because it, it essentially takes the same music and does a lot of the same pans and the positions uh, but with all little fall guy beans and it's adorable because it's like you, you get the reference you understand where it's coming from um, and at the very very end you've got uh, some new skins for fall guys thanks to halo so you've got a grunt you've got a brute and you've got uh, master chief uh, skins that are available if you if you go on and start playing uh, Fall Guys on Xbox. I believe there's an Ezio Assassin's Creed skin that's available for PlayStation, and I haven't seen anything uh, come from Nintendo. For what I really don't know what is with Nintendo, uh, them being so precious about their IPs. It's it's games we should celebrate it. Uh, I would love to have like some Samus skins or some Kirby skins. Can you imagine what a Kirby skin would look like in Fall Guys? It'd be hilarious. It'd just be like two eyes with a mouth around two eyes. <laughs> it would just be pink um but I, I would love to see some fun skins coming in from nintendo actually i'm i'm gonna take a quick look and see because i feel like they they should have done something man uh fall guys nintendo type out that stuff let's see was there anything uh for that because i i really 
I feel like they should have done it, man. I feel like they should have done something. So, oh, I didn't realize Digital Devolver was actually uh, publishing this. So they've got an egg that they're chasing after. Let's see, anything going on with this? Nope, they're just kind of playing on a Switch and uh, doesn't really show any, any unique skins. In, oh, wow, man. I gotta say, uh, Nintendo really, really missed an opportunity to put in some really cool Nintendo skins. You know, you could have had Mario's hat and the mustache and Princess, Peach, Princess Peach's uh, hair with the, um, with the uh, oh gosh, what's it called? The crown. Uh, really, really good opportunity there. Just completely, completely missed out on that. But anyway, um, that I think is going to do it for this episode of the Xbox wrap up. Uh, I wish I had some spicier, more awesome news um, unfortunately, this is just, it's one of them weeks. Uh, but with this, I think we'll look forward to next week and see what's going to happen there and hopefully have, uh, some more news that is a little more upbeat. That is, um, kind of giving us some fun stuff to kind of talk about, but anyway, thank you all for listening. I will catch you all in the future. Have a wonderful weekend and, uh, apologies if this is coming out later than expected. I'm trying to do these on the Friday. I catch myself uh, wanting to spend time with friends and family. Um, so I, I usually just end up staying up later and getting this out a little bit later. So anyway, love you all. Hope you have a great, great week. I'll see you back on Friday.